Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art. Thou my best thought by day or by night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my life, my life, thy presence, my life. Obviously, Pastor being gone and asked to speak this morning, you figure, what do you speak on? So I thought the nice topic would be feet. How's that? So I want to talk about feet this morning. It's a it's a glamorous part of the body, is it not? The feet. But uh, the foot is an interesting, an interesting part of the body. And through my 27 years of medicine now, it'll be 27, 28 years that I graduated from medical school this coming June. And it's hard to believe. I remember going through that whole process thinking you fin I, uh, fortunately, I wasn't like Pastor and Pastor Moon, not not doubting you, my friend, because I know you had financial struggles in college. I was able to cram four into three. So praise the Lord for that, for my undergraduate. And then as I entered into medical school, I said, oh, my soul, four more years. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? And at that time, I couldn't see the light. Now the light's 28 years behind me. And it's fascinating, is it not, how time flies. But in those 28 years, I've seen a little bit. Uh, medically speaking, some things wonderful, because I've seen God heal, literally heal someone of their disease, because there was no medical uh, explanation, it was just God. And I remember, I, I've had times where I've sat in the room, uh, an exam room or in a hospital room, praising the Lord uh, for what God had done. Uh, I've also been in the room of some elderly saints and some young saints that had disease processes that took their life and they glorified God on the way out. And praise the Lord for that. I've been at the bedside of others that have screamed in agony as they left this world, not knowing their eternal destiny. And I've seen some, again, wonderful things. And I have to say, and I won't elaborate on this, but I've seen some ugly things uh, when it comes to the physical body and what can happen to the physical body. I've seen some nice looking feet, and uh, I've seen some n not so nice looking feet. I've seen some uh, feet that uh, were nicely cleaned before they came to the office, and I always appreciate that very much for my patients here, to take a bath or a shower before you see me, it's always appreciated, <laughs> especially if you're going to show me your feet. And then I've seen some feet that I'd rather have not seen and smelt. One particular individual, it was a gentleman, had some feet that made me start believing in evolution again, almost. <laughs> he had so much hair on his feet, I had, to, 
I had to look up and make sure I was not a veterinarian at that time, but I was a, I was a people doctor. And so you see a lot, and you experience a lot. And I thought, well, this is a good topic for a message, is defeat. Because I like to look at the Bible and go through the Bible and find certain words that are used and how God uses those. And we're obviously talking about physical feet, but I'm going to talk about spiritual feet this morning as we go through the Word of God and look at the word feet. And I want to start off in second in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 24 through 26. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 through 26 where it likens the body of Christ to a human body. And as there are many different parts of our human body, so there are different parts to the body of Christ, as is evident today in all of us that are here. Thankfully, you're not like me. And thankfully, I'm not like you. God has made us unique individuals so that we can fit together and make this thing work as the Lord Jesus Christ gives us the power and the might through His Holy Spirit. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 through 26, For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. So having that as our launching point this morning, I want to talk to you about how are your feet doing this morning. Let's have a word of prayer before we get started. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Just asking again that you would meet with us. We know, according to the Word of God, we can do nothing of eternal significance unless you're a part of it. So Holy Spirit, please show up in my preaching. Please show up in these that are listening. May your will be accomplished. May your church be strengthened. And, and Father, if there be one here this morning that does not know Christ as Savior, may they come to know Jesus personally as their Savior this morning. I pray that you would give us understanding in the scriptures this morning so that again your will is done, that your son Jesus Christ is uplifted and glorified. For we ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. We may not think about our feet too often, but I'm going to tell you this, if you have problems with your feet, it affects your whole body. Uh, you think about it, something that's very simple, uh, something that is just very superficial in respect to medicine, is if you have an ingrown toenail. If you have an ingrown toenail, it's not a medical emergency. A medical emergency for us is what we call limb or life-threatening. If your life is being threatened, that's an emergency. If your arms or your legs are being threatened, that's a medical emergency. An ingrown toenail, even though it seems like it's limb-threatening, is not. But how I've had one, I'm sure many of you have had it, to where that little bit of nail that's ingrown into the tissue of the side of one of your toes can hurt. And it can hurt immensely. And how it affects your entire existence until you get it taken care of. In fact, 
You're basically ready to tell someone, amputate my toe if you have to. Just get me out of this pain. It's just like uh, I've told you before, having kidney stones. You just want someone to shoot you or do something. Just get me out of this pain. But we don't think much about the foot until something happens with it, something bad happens with it, and therefore it gets our attention. It's better if we can uh, be proactive and take care of our feet like a diabetic. I always tell my diabetics, make sure that you check your feet at least twice a day to make sure something is not starting that you may not be able to feel or something that you're not noticing. Check them twice a day. And so may we be proactive, not only physically in taking care of our body, but I want to talk to you about a spiritual aspect of feet today that I find in the Word of God. So as we take care of our feet physically, as we take care of our body physically, let's take care of our body spiritually, or in this instance, take care of our spiritual feet on a proactive basis. Turn to your Bibles. I'm going to have you turn a few places this morning. Take them to tur and turn to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. I was in the book of Acts and I said, oh my soul, I've got the wrong reference. Praise the Lord, I was in the wrong book. The first thing I want to talk to you about this morning, are your feet beautiful feet? Not physically now, because none of us would probably claim that we have beautiful feet. And I would agree with that. We probably don't. But spiritually, do you have beautiful feet? It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 15, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, here it is now, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. How are your feet, spiritually speaking? Do you have beautiful feet from a spiritual aspect? And you say, how do you have beautiful feet from a spiritual aspect? According to Romans 10.15, it is those people, those children of God, that are actively spreading the gospel message of Jesus Christ to others. That's how you have spiritually Beautiful feet. It says in Ephesians 6.15, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. How are your feet doing this morning, children of God, in regards to spreading the gospel message of Jesus Christ? You think about it. I'm confronted daily with issues, medically, that demand advice or an answer. And I believe I've shared this with you before. That if I was presented with a situation and I had the answer to resolve that situation and I did not resolve it, I did not give the proper advice, I withheld the proper advice, whatever it might be, I would be in the medical legal world found negligent. And I'm afraid that too many children of God which have the remedy have the answer, have the solution, which is only found in Jesus Christ when it comes to our sin-sick condition, don't give out that answer, don't give out that advice, don't give out that solution, and spiritually, many are negligent in that respect. And you have ugly feet. 
because you're not spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because we are, as Romans 10.15 tells us, we are preaching the gospel that gives us peace with God. And everyone in this world needs peace with God. They need to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. There are not multiple ways to heaven. Uh, you do not get to heaven by any other means except through Jesus Christ alone. Through His shed blood, His death, burial, and resurrection, as Pastor uh, demonstrated this morning in Sunday school, that we are justified. We have a new standing, a new position before God through Jesus Christ, if you've trusted Him and placed your faith in Him. And everyone needs to know that. And the only way they're going to know it is if we have beautiful feet. And we share with them the wonderful gospel message that can bring them peace with God. There is such a lack of peace in this world today. Internal peace. I'm not talking about nation against nation right now, but I'm talking internal peace. There's a lack of peace. That's why there is so much anxiety. That's why there's so much panic attacks. That's why there's so much depression. It's because there's a lack of peace with God. And you and I, my friends, that are children of God, have the answer. And that answer, as we found it ourselves, is in Jesus Christ. And not only are we preaching the gospel of peace with God, but once you have peace with God, you can have the peace of God in your life. And that's something I pray that all of us in here as children of God covet and desire is to have that peace of God as Philippians 4.7 4, uh, tells us that let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And they can only know, people can only have peace with God through Jesus Christ and the peace of God through Jesus Christ. Remember the Great Commission. That we are to go out and preach the gospel uh, to every creature. Not those that we like, not those that we care about, but to everyone that we come in contact with. That's why it's so imperative on our behalf, not only to verbally give out the gospel, uh, like people did yesterday, going door to door, but passing out tracts and being aware of people around you on a daily basis, whether you be working, whether you be at home, whether you be shopping, whether you be having some recreation, just be aware of people around you and their sin-sick condition, and that you and I have the answer, and if we're going to want to have beautiful feet, we need to share the gospel with them. As has been said many times here before, keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is... Not necessarily congregating together for congregating's sake. But it's getting together so that we can encourage each other. Uh, that we can exhort each other. That we can build each other up so that we go out there and that we're a force against the gates of hell. And as we know, the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against us as we go in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit. We need to constantly remind ourselves, or I do, of our duty to spread the gospel message. I can easily get wrapped up in my family. My daughter right now is in the Philippines on a missions trip. And she's doing well. Dad is hanging in there. Mom's hanging in there. We're counting the days until she flies home. I did not know it was a 16-hour flight from LAX to Hong Kong. 
I don't know if I could have done that without heavy sedation. But my daughter did it. And then from Hong Kong to Manila, the Philippines, was another two hours. So I said, well, you did well one way. Now to get back home, you got to do it again. But they already, they're 13 hours ahead of us. So right now it is 12.39 Monday morning. But they had their Sunday services already, uh, obviously. And we text when we got up this morning, because as we're getting up, she's basically going down for the day. And she said, many people, because of the evangelistic outreach that they're doing, have come to know Christ as Savior. And I appreciate those that supported her, and also are supporting her in prayers. Appreciate that very much. Those are beautiful feet. I can get wrapped up in what my daughter's doing, and not think about the person sitting next to me that may need a gospel track. I can easily get wrapped up at work and dealing with what I deal with, as you can if you're still working or doing your normal thing on a daily basis. You get wrapped up in it. We need to constantly remind ourselves that I want beautiful feet when it comes to the spiritual aspect of my life. And we need to constantly remind ourselves that we need to be giving out the gospel message as I pray so often over the uh, tithes and offerings that we will continually give out the gospel message locally and abroad that we would fulfill the great commission here at Gospel as we have so many years in the past. So how are your feet this morning? Are they beautiful? Spiritually speaking, are you handing out tracts? Don't be embarrassed if you just hand out one. Praise the Lord, you handed out one. Praise the Lord, you handed out 1,200. Praise the Lord, you handed out 10 or 50 or whatever it is. It's giving the gospel message, and according to the Bible, you have beautiful feet. Secondly, take your Bibles to John 13. Prayerfully, all of us want beautiful feet. Secondly, I want to talk to you about bathed feet, which again, I highly recommend if you see me in the office, that you bathe your feet. It's like when you go to the dentist, do you not brush your teeth before you go to the dentist? I think that's just kind of a prerequisite, correct? Amen? I'm sure if there were dentists in the uh, room, they would say amen to that. I'm saying amen, and I'm not a dentist. It's just the normal thing to do, the right thing to do. But I want to talk to you about bathed feet. John chapter 13, let me read verses 5 through 10. This is where the disciples are with Jesus Christ. Just to give you a context here. And Jesus Christ is going to wash their feet or bathe their feet. And it says in verse 5, After that he poureth water into a basin. This is Jesus now getting ready to bathe their feet. And he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. That means no fellowship with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. So he wanted Jesus to bathe his whole body, basically, hands and, and head. Jesus saith unto him in verse 10, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. Talking about Judas, obviously. 
Because Jesus is saying, once you're saved, once you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you don't have to be washed again in regards to salvation. But you do, on a routine basis, need to have your feet washed spiritually. Because, my friends, as we walk in this world, it is so easy. I know it is for me. It's so easy to become defiled by the world. Uh, with the, the radio, people are playing stuff all the time. With what you see on the news, with what you hear people say, and the vile language that people use today. My friends, it's easy to become defiled. John 13, 5-10 is not talking that you have to get saved over again because you're already washed, according to what Jesus told Peter. But that defilement, that dirtiness, if I can say, has to be washed off on a routine basis. And Jesus is saying that we need to regularly have our feet washed spiritually. God promises to cleanse us if we confess our sins. 1 John 1 9, you probably, most of you have this by heart. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And what? To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why do you want to have bathed feet? Why, spiritually speaking, why do you want to have spiritually clean feet? Because if we're defiled or dirty, we cannot have fellowship with the Lord according to verse 8 of chapter 13 that I, wrote, uh, that I read, that you have no part with me. When you go back to the original language, it's talking about having fellowship. You see... Our relationship is secure in Jesus Christ, but our fellowship can be broken. And we need to have periodic washing of our feet so that we can keep our fellowship with Jesus Christ intimate and pure and passionate. We need, in my opinion, to reflect on our life on a daily basis. Where have where have I fallen short? I believe Pastor has said it come, that Dr. Gillespie says keep short list. or That's one thing I've learned. If you say a bad word, you think a bad word, you think a bad thought, don't wait until later to confess it. Confess it right then. Clean your feet spiritually. Have bathed feet as much as possible, so that that fellowship with Jesus Christ can be sweet and passionate. Our relationship, again, is secure, but our fellowship can be hindered. And why uh, we should have this in our lives, this bathed feet, because James tells us in chapter 1 of his book, verse 27, that pure religion and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows, and to keep yourself unspotted from this world. How do you have bathed feet? You apply the word of God to your life. It says in Psalm 119 verse 9, a very familiar verse, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. That's why it's imperative for all of us to be in the word of God. That's why it's imperative not only to hear the word of God taught and preached, not only to read the Word of God or listen to the Word of God, but to apply the Word of God. 
And if God tells me, George, get something out of your life, I want to get it out of my life. If the Bible tells me that I need something in my life, then I want it in my life. Because I want beautiful feet. I want to be spiritually, have beautiful feet, and that I'm consistently spreading the gospel message. And I also want to have bathed feet so that I can have passionate, sincere fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, number three, I want to have not only beautiful feet and bathed feet, but I want to have bounding feet. Take your Bibles to a book that I taught in Sunday school, the book of Habakkuk, which is obviously in the Old Testament. I'll give you a help. It's between Nahum and Zephaniah. But if you have to look it up in your index, don't be ashamed. We all started there. But we can have bounding feet. It says in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, the very last verse, verse 19, Habakkuk 3, 19. I want to give people time to see this. I want to have beautiful feet. I want to have bathed feet. We can also have bounding feet. It says in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19, The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hind's feet, and He will make me to walk upon mine high places, and then to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Habakkuk, for those that were in Sunday school, know that he wrote his book as the Babylonians were basically on the verge of destroying his nation. Devastation was to come. But even in light of all the devastation, even in light of all the destruction, Habakkuk says, I'm an overcomer. I do not have to allow the situations in my life to dictate my spiritual walk. I can be a spiritual overcomer. I can be uh, have I can have spiritually now bounding feet, as it says in Habakkuk 3.19, that he makes my feet like hinds feet. He says because of his faith in the Lord, he was able to stand, he was able to be sure-footed as a deer, he was able to run swiftly and go higher than he'd ever gone before, despite all the devastation that he prophesied was going to come on his nation. So no matter what may be going on, and some in here, some I'm aware of, some I'm not aware of, have difficult situations. You could classify them as devastating situations. But God can give you hinds feet that are bounding feet that can raise you above whatever is going on in your life. That's what he's talking about. Trials in our life. They draw us nearer to God and they can lift us, lift us above the circumstances so that we walk on the heights with God, not under the circumstances. Many times as we fly, as we go out preaching, uh, there'll be times, especially in the summer months, in this area of the nation, we have those thunderstorms that roll in. 
And I'm going to tell you, being beneath those thunderstorms is a lot different than being above them in a plane. They look different. And the danger is different. And the same is with us. Try not to allow your circumstances to dictate your spiritual walk, but allow God to dictate your spiritual walk. It says in Psalm 18.33, He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. The writer of 2 Samuel says the same thing in 2 Samuel 22 verse 34. God doesn't always change our circumstances, and oh, many times I've prayed, for God to change the circumstances in my life. But God can change us to meet our circumstances. And again, I've prayed, oh God, change this, change that. But God's not looking in some cases to change the circumstance. In many cases, He's looking to change us so that we can go through the circumstance, be more mature Christians, and glorify God the Father. We must rely on God to lift us up. And so I want to have beautiful feet. I want to have bathed feet. I want to have bounding feet. But let me give you number four. There's bad feet. There's bad feet. Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 1. And I've shared with you some medical illustrations of some bad feet that I've seen. I've seen some feet that were not savable. And had to be amputated. I've also seen some bad infection in feet. Just nasty. And if I was one on one. I would share with you some things that I've seen. In infected feet. But I won't. Because I don't want anyone running out of here. With what we call reverse peristalsis or vomiting. We don't want that. That's how you say upchucking scientifically is reverse peristalsis. Just nicer way of saying it, right? Although you don't know what it is half the time. But Proverbs chapter 1 verse 16, bad feet. Feet that have a tendency to sin. It says in Proverbs 1.16, For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Proverbs 6.18 says, Feet that be swift in running to mischief. Isaiah 59 verse 7 says, Their feet run to evil. And there are some, and there might be some in this room, where there's just in your life a tendency to sin. Uh, you're struggling, and your feet spiritually are bad. They're infected, they're having problems, and they need a solution, and that solution is Jesus Christ. He is the medicine for your bad feet. Because bad feet affect the whole body. As I said, just a small little ingrown toenail. How it can rearrange your entire day. Your bad feet affect the whole body. They make it less efficient. They make it less effective. And if you have that tendency to run towards the bad instead of running towards the good, seek out the Lord Jesus Christ. Seek out godly counsel and turn those bad feet into beautiful feet. Turn them into bathed feet. Turn them, in, turn them into bounding feet. That's what we need. Lastly, just take your Bibles to Psalm chapter 40. 40th Psalm. 
This is what God can do for us. Are your feet beautiful when it comes to the spiritual aspect of life? Are your feet bathed? Are you in fellowship? You're a child of God, but are you fellowshipping with God? Are your feet bounding this morning? Or are your feet bad this morning? It says in the 40th Psalm, verse 2, He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. That's what God can do for you today. He can set your feet, my friends, upon that rock. And that rock is none other than Jesus Christ. Place your spiritual feet on Jesus Christ, and He will establish your goings. In the 66th Psalm, verse 9, don't turn there, let me just read it for you. It says, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. You can have steadfast feet this morning in Jesus Christ. As we've said already, if you have any doubt about where you will spend eternity, I pray that you would see us during the invitation and allow us to take the Word of God and share with you how you can know you're a child of God on your way to heaven, no questions. I tell people this, if you're 90% certain that you're saved, you're probably 100% lost. Be 100% certain of your salvation. And child of God, are your feet beautiful? Are they bathed? Are they bounding? Or are some of our feet bad? Jesus Christ, we can have our feet established on Jesus Christ this morning so that our ways are established. And so, from a spiritual aspect, how are your feet this morning? How are you doing, my friends? Make good, godly decisions this morning as we have a time of invitation. Let's pray. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.